too familiar you know again don't make it to friday night don't advance past the quarterfinals of the big east tournament for forever you know and it's just the story over and over again but although the story is familiar the next book or whatever you'd call it the sequel that we're waiting for feels a lot different and i've been rooting and I don't want to do this whole speech that everyone has, you know, a version of. But I've been rooting for St. John's since before I was 10 years old. And I only started rooting for St. John's because I hated Duke. I hated Duke before I liked the team. And I hated Duke. And Duke was undefeated. And this year in particular, St. John's put up a fight and lost to him in overtime. And because of that, I started rooting for St. John's. And the first game I ever watched St. John's play was the Elite Eight lost to Ohio State. Scooney Penn, Michael Red, yada, yada, yada. Ron Artest, LeVar Postel, our boys went down. That was the first game I ever watched, and we lost. So maybe I'm just the black cloud, the, the curse hanging over this program. And then I went to nine different games in person before I saw a win. I'm one in nine in my career for St. John's games in person. So maybe you guys are just listening to the one person who should be thrown furthest away from the program. Because I've done nothing besides bring losing, losing uh, you know, Year after year, game after game. So I'm sorry. I'd like to publicly apologize for joining this program the way I did. But all those years, most of those seasons ended similarly to one another in disappointment. Maybe a quick flash of excitement, but no real carryover. No real buzz to build on. Maybe you could convince yourself here and there about something, but there was never any stability Never anything to, you know, dig your fingers into and hold on to and say, we're moving somewhere. We're grabbing aboard this boat and we're freaking flying down the sea. And this year, it feels like we got something. Actual momentum that can carry us past this tough loss to a Seton Hall team who, you know, closest as the game was. We had it won in that last minute, perhaps, and never felt like we were in control. The whole game felt like it was Seton Hall's game. We were lucky to be where we were at the end of the game. Maybe we blew an opportunity to win it, but I think the better team today won the game. Tip your hat. Um, you know, we can get more into the game itself, but point I want to make is we're excited. You can be upset about today's game, but we're excited about where this, this program, where this team, where it's headed. What we still have to see, where we can go from here, the players we have now, for the majority, all coming back, and I think we should really, really be able to look back at this season as a whole, with um, you know excitement and a sense of pride, but today hurts. It hurts. It hurts because we know we can beat that team. <clears throat> it hurts because even though they may have been in control, there was plenty of things that could have gone our way. You know, we can talk about Julian Champagny, our best player, and a guy who, if he's open the next time, he better shoot it. And a guy who, if we had one more chance to get a shot. In this game to win it, he'd be the guy we want taking it. Unfortunately, for the most part, he was cold. Late in the, in the game, he wasn't making shots. I think uh, he didn't score in the last 15 minutes of the game, which is tough because they weren't even like he wasn't getting good looks. A lot of them were good open looks, and we live and die with those, and today we, we, didn't, we didn't live. 
unfortunately, but we saw some other guys step up. Greg Williams had a rough, shaky first half. He made some big plays in the second half. Second half. Rasheem Dunn, too, second half, big plays. Um, the bench, Erlington, hit a huge three to tie the game late in the game. Uh, he hit some big shots, played really well, uh, helped out on the boards. Musu, Posh, those guys, you know, freshman guys competing at a big level, and they didn't even, for a second, look like they were underclassmen. Maybe I should take that back. For the first time in a while, Posh made a couple freshman mistakes, I thought, that were uncharacteristic. But it was, you know, something that should be expected from freshmen. We just have grown accustomed to him making uh, big-time plays and never really being rattled. But that end of the first half, should have held for that shot. Uh, he rushed one, they got a bucket, and we go into the half down one instead of going up at least one. But that's a freshman mistake. Okay, he'll learn from that. Nothing to sweat. But uh, Seton Hall does some things. They present some matchups. That obviously are tough for us to deal with. Tonight, Obiagu, 7-2. The presence itself did enough. Okay, He had the seven blocks. He only had five rebounds, but he was around everything. Roden and Sandrew combined, combined for 27 rebounds. So there's enough right there. Overall, they beat us 49-40 to on the boards. Um, they had 12 off offense rebounds to our 14. So believe it or not, you know, we punished them nearly as much on the offensive glass. It surely didn't seem like that. But uh, we did not shoot well overall. 32% from the 33% from the field. 24% from three. Six for 25 as a team. Champ was two for eight. Greg was one for three. Rasheem was 0 for three. I mean, that one wide open three in the corner uh, was the one I thought he was going to make. That one, the other two, I can't remember. Uh, at the end of the first half, put one up. The other... Other one I can't recall, but 0 for 3 from him, Erlington 3 for 5, and then over 2 from Wusu, over 2 from Posh. So we didn't shoot it well from behind the arc. Seton Hall didn't shoot it well from behind the arc either, but they were 5 for 16. They took 9 less shots from the 3, so they were working inside, really making our defense uh, you know, focus on collapsing in, and uh, it was making us pay. Um, huge, huge game from Roden for them. He had 19 points and 16 rebounds. He was kind of, it wasn't even like they were running things through him. He was getting shots late in the possession, crashing the glass, being around the basketball uh, as things kind of scrambled and, and fell into place for him. And um, he's a he's a quick, athletic guy. He kind of glides around the court, and credit to him, he had a huge game. He was the difference, uh, 19 points, 16 rebounds. Sandro had 20 points and 11 rebounds, 4 assists. He shot 7 for 20 from the field, so he didn't really light it up from the field, but we were focused on him so much and drawing two guys late throughout the second half and then overtime, and it makes your defense really focus on those rotations, and towards the end of the game, they were they were making those plays. Greg Williams, who is a guy who, you know, I don't have to say it again, I love the kid. Huge fan of his, but he did get beat defensively late a couple times. Uh, Kale tougher in the basket to tie the game, and then... Uh, I think it was Reynolds went by him later in overtime right to the basket. And we rely on Greg to, to step up at those spots. Um, and it wasn't just him. A lot of guys were getting beat off the dribble. But those are just two two ones I noticed. And I'm calling him out because he is certainly capable as a defender. And if he made great plays, that would be the first one to bring him to the attention. Uh, what else? What else? What else? Cole hit a big shot late. It was the only basket of the game. 
He also played some good minutes in that second half stretch where we made that comeback down seven. But his stat sheet is pretty much zeros. Besides the two points, he had one rebound, no assists, no steals, no turnovers in 16 minutes. He was one for six from the field. So he finished the season season not shooting well. He did have a decent game the last game against Seton Hall in the second half, but uh, didn't finish the season overall on a strong note. Uh, if we do end up making the NIT, which, you know, fingers crossed, I would love to see some more games. Hopefully he can get it going. Um, hopefully he works hard in the offseason, gets a little more strength, a little more quickness, and can come back with a more defined role, you know. Um, and we'll know how to use him a little bit better perhaps too. Roberts, four points, two rebounds. He had a really good stretch to start the second half uh, all over the place, but he's just – he can't score. I mean, you're playing four and five at best. He's getting you extra possessions out there, but um, he's not a threat. I mean, he's just, he doesn't put any pressure on the defense out there. So anything he does do offensive rebound wise, you'll take it's, it's almost gravy because he can't expect anything, but you know, 10 minutes is about all you can play him because you can't play four and five in the big East, especially in a game like this um, for, for huge stretches. That's really where we missed more. You know, he's not the physical presence of every biggie center, but he puts pressure on the other team's center, and he can, you know, gobble up rebounds with his length. He was fifth in the Big East in rebounds for 40 possessions. So as much as people give him, you know, shit for being small and not being able to bang on the boards, he's productive out there. Uh, he averaged over 11 rebounds per game per 40 minutes, which was good enough for fifth in the Big East. So when he's out there, he's grabbing rebounds. He's not going to push someone out of the way, but he's going to get enough of them because he's around the basketball and he's got superior length. So, obviously, we missed more. I told you before the game I was confident. I thought we would have been favorited. Uh, when I found out we were underdogs, I didn't even put the – I was going to put the bet in until uh, I saw Moros out, and even with the two-and-a-half points, I didn't I didn't bet St. John's. I didn't I didn't feel confident without more. The height's a big factor against Seton Hall, and I just thought it was a little bit of a momentum killer. Uh, so I wasn't confident when the ball went up. Throughout the game, you know, it was back and forth. We were – down as many as nine in the first half it was 20 or 31 to 22 and at the half we were down 33 to 22 so we were able to close 33 to 32 i'm sorry so we were able to close that nine point lead uh 10 to run to finish it down one at the half champ had 12 points he was five for 12 so in the second half altogether champ was two for nine uh he did finish with nine rebounds two assists no turnovers so he wasn't hurting us out there just didn't hit the shots, you know, and that's fine. That happens from time to time. I'm, I'm willing to bet I'm willing to go down with that ship next year. You know, we'll go with them. And we should all be excited about next season, uh, where we go from here. Posh Alexander, Greg, Greg Williams, Julian Champagny, Isaiah Moore, Dylan Wusu, freshman class coming in. We've got three big men, Omar Stanley, uh, Drissa uh, Traylor, however you want to pronounce that name. I'm sorry, Drissa. Um, and don't forget the uh, red shirt. Uh, anyway, you know, guys, I'm terrible with names, and we don't have the easiest ones, so I'm sorry. But whatever transfer we got sitting out right now from Texas Tech, the Juco, um, so there's three interior players. They might not be true centers, but they're all three interior players. So you hope they can help in that regard. And then you've also got uh, Rafael Pinzon, who should be, a guard that fits in into the scheme. You know, he can play multiple positions. Looks to me like, although he, he doesn't have a rep as a dead-eye shooter, the highlights I've watched, the stroke is nice. And a couple of them, he got really hot, started burying them. Uh, footwork, everything, he's got that smart. Seems like a guy who knows how to play. Doesn't wow you with athleticism. Just seems more of a skill guy, which I like. Um, 
in combination with uh, Wusu and Posh, so that's good. A lot of things to be excited about, and I'm just rambling now. We'll get more into that stuff later, but uh, guys, guys, keep your chin up, all right? St. John's basketball is headed in the right direction. We've got the right coach. We've got some serious stars right underneath our noses, and uh, we should be especially excited for this team moving forward. So let's hope we make the NIT. Let's hope we do well there. And until the next time, thank you for tuning in to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. For Pat Kane, I am Sean Evans. Deli Coker? No, no. How about, how about Dwight Hardy, baby? Peace!